Welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time again of the week to talk about mixed martial arts and everything related under the sun. Quick hit, I know I was supposed to get an episode out this past Friday. Some things happened, but I promise twice a week, pre-show, post-show, pre-show, post-show, before the event, after event, and you get it by now. But regardless, this past weekend, we had Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier. And, oh, a quick update before I get into that. Finally got around to seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. Very emotional film, trying to say some things without giving any spoilers, but great film. Um, emotional, good action. The villain was fantastic. You usually don't see that in a lot of Marvel movies. A lot of them are forgivable. Like, we know Iron Man, Spider-Man, Hulk, Thor, yada, yada, yada. But I I can't remember the villain from the, like, the the Iron Man movies. Like, I know they had the wrestler guy in one of them. But, like, Iron Man 1 and 3, don't remember the villain. Don't remember the villain. The first Thor and, like, the Hulk movies. You know, the Abomination, he was one. But... For the most part, like, I don't remember the the villain in the first Guardians, let alone the, the second one was Ego, but neither here nor there. Great villain. The movie was fantastic. Give it an eight and a half flat. I recommend checking it out before it leaves the theaters. But, hey, even if you miss it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a week or two. Saw that and saw Transformers. Uh, very good film as well. Not as good as the Guardians, but... The new Transformers was fantastic. Uh, I give it a flat eight. Um, the action was good. The new characters were good. We've come a long way since Shia LaBeouf and who was the other guy? Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he was an odd pick for, for that movie. Now that I think about that in hindsight. But Transformers and Guardians marked off the list. Checked, signed, sealed, and delivered. And Flash is next up. Flash is next up. Probably see that one this upcoming weekend. Let you guys know about that one. Now, I don't think there's any other big news. It's kind of been slow news, uh, slow news weeks at nose. But uh, just in general, not too much going on in the world besides fights, which we have for every Saturday for the next four months. Girlfriends, I am sorry because Saturday night is fight night. Got to do date night another time, Friday, Thursday, tell your girl to chill out. Sorry about that, but uh, if you're an MMA fight fan, you you just know like Saturdays are just, just where it's at, man. You get some friends together and watch some fights, and if you did that at this past weekend's fight nights, you were in for a treat as Jerry Cannonier got a dominant, and I mean dominant, decision win over Marvin the Italian Dream Vittori. Now, I know before this fight, I was predicting Marvin Vittori to win. I thought he would be able to frustrate Jared Cannonier with his jabs and kind of do a little bit of chain wrestling. You know, jabs, go down for a takedown, and they just mix it up uh, like with the 50-50s, but that did not happen. Not only did that not happen, Jared Cannonier got takedowns on Marvin Vittori, which... <laughs> I think he said it himself, that was his second fight ever um, in the UFC where he got a takedown. He shot for six takedowns, he got four. That is extremely impressive for Jerry Cannonier. And 
excuse me, I think the biggest talk of the fight was the god dang significant strikes that he landed. Jared Cannonier set a new all-time UFC middleweight record for most significant strikes landed in a UFC bout. He threw 411 significant strikes and landed 241. And that's opposite of Marvin Vittori, who threw 301 strikes and only landed 153 of those significant strikes, which is just insane. Like, I'm not sure. I was pretty sure heading into this bout that Marvin Vittori was the third best ranked middleweight of all time. Uh, not, uh, let me uh, should not have said all time. Currently, he was the third best middleweight currently. That's what my thought was. Israel being obviously number one, Robert Whitaker dominantly being the number two best middleweight in the world. And then on that same ranking, I would have put Marvin Vittori. Uh, he got that victory over Sean Strickland, only lost before this to Robert Whitaker and Izzy, who I mentioned before. But now with this loss to Jerry Cannonier, it really sets him back. You know, he, he beat uh, Marvin Vittori, beat Paul Acosta, beat Sean Strickland. He was on like a six-fight winning streak to get back to that rematch against Israel Adesanya. Fell flat in that bout. And this one was just an eye-opener. Two things we learned. Jared Cannonier at the age of 39, yes, 39 years old, is showing improvements in his game. Usually at that age, you see a significant drop off in fighter skills, fire, uh, fighter's ability to react, and they, uh, they say the speed is the first thing to go, and that did not show with Jared Cannonier. He was all over him. He got wobbled, got a little bit of a scare in that first round, but then he rallied back I would say almost a 10-8 in the second round and just dominate him for the remainder of the bout. And what does that say about Marvin Vittori's chin? It is probably, I will say this, top five best chins of all time in the UFC because eating 241 strikes at a man that weighs around 190, 195 pounds, this is after the weigh-in, of course, is just insane. I did not expect him to stand up after those shots. I thought for sure that Marvin Vittori's chin was going to give up finally in this bout because you can only take so much punishment to the face. But he lasted all five rounds, and Jared Cannonier solidified his victory over Marvin Vittori and possibly, possibly is going to get his next fight to be a number one contenders bout he called for the champion which is not going to happen or anyone else that is willing to wait a lot of people are saying Hamzat Chimaev the wolf that that'd be a good fight I do have Hamzat finish him inside of two rounds but you never know Hamzat Chimaev coming up from 170 to 185 pounds and even though he's been looking spectacular and dominant in the 170-pound division, these boys at 185 pounds, that 15-pound gap is no joke. And only time will tell when he finally gets his fight booked, hopefully in Abu Dhabi this year, we're going to see exactly, exactly what the hell Hamzat Chimaev is made of. So I'd be down for that fight, uh, co-main, or if not, like the third fight on the card, he may 
He may get the co-main event spot, but I don't want to bet too much money on that. So overall, Jerry Cannonier, fantastic victory, dominant performance, good way to bounce back. Uh, actually, no, I was going to say good way to bounce back, but he last beat Sean Strickland. So that this is only increasing his momentum throughout these bouts, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Uh, good fight to mention in the co-main event, Armin Sarukin getting that TKO win over Joaquin Silva in the third round. Showed a little bit of trouble and adversity in that second round where he got clipped, but showed what he is made out of and rallying back to stop him in the third round. And hey, Armin Sarukin is only 25 years old, so he still has a lot of room to grow, not even in his prime yet. And it'll be exciting to see. And next up, this upcoming weekend, June 24th at 2 p.m. Central Time. Oh, I am reading that right? 2 p.m.? Oh, that's going to be an interesting card. Uh, We have Josh Emmett uh, taking on Io Tapora. Io Tapora looking like possible champion material. Taking on Josh Emmett, who last lost against Yair Rodriguez in the interim uh, 145 pound strap trying to think what is that uh, featherweight and he lost against that I think in the second round so he's trying to bounce back from that early prediction I have Ia Tapura but we're gonna wait for those fight interviews to drop to see exactly what's going on to see any tendencies in these fighters I love to see that uh, see exactly what they're saying what they're talking about what they where their heads at so it'll, it'll be an interesting interesting fight this upcoming weekend the co-main and the rest of the card, uh, it's hard for me to sell it on you guys. It's not looking good. Co-main event is Amanda Rebus taking on Macy Barber. Macy Barber, love the baby girl. Uh, but co-main event, n- you're not there yet. But she's got it and also only 25 years old. So other than that, it's kind of a slow news week. Uh, I would love to talk more about the ultimate fighter, but uh, it's... Yeah, I think we're all checked out on that. Even Conor McGregor couldn't even save that, you know. So, anyways, make sure you guys tune in again this upcoming week. I'll be sure to do the pre-fight analysis on the Ia Tapura and Josh Emmett. And I will check you next time.